Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The fact that French people live longer with less cardiovascular disease, even though if they eat foie gras and a lot of cheese, it's because they drink a glass of red wine with each meal. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Support for Breaking Beauty comes from Clearly.ca. Hey Jill, what's the one thing you can buy that can instantly transform your face? Something that has the power to make you look smarter, younger, cooler, make you exude a certain je ne sais quoi in two seconds flat. I'm going to guess contour powder. I'll give you a hint. You don't have to watch a YouTube tutorial to figure out how to put them on. Oh, glasses. Yeah, I wear them all the time on TV when I need to hide my jet-lagged under-eye bags and to see better, of course. That's right. And in honor of Canada's 150th birthday, Clearly.ca is now offering two pairs of glasses for the price of one. That's so nice of them. Very Canadian, I have to say. Well, their exclusive styles start at $50, and they also carry contacts and designer frames and sunnies like Ray-Ban, Chloe, and Gucci. They're just like shoes, you know, you can never have too many pairs. Plus, free shipping and handling and returns means no commitment, which I'm all about. I'm going to order one white pair and one red pair. (laughs) I see what you did there. Visit clearly.ca today. Hey, hey, welcome back to the studio. Bonjour, my friend. Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> you are so French. In today's <laughs> episode, we're exploring what's known as the French paradox. And the woman whose voice you heard in the cold opener is Mathilde Thomas. She's the founder of Caudalie Skincare. What she describes really nicely translates into the beauty world as well. Mm -hmm. It's that effortless look, so Mm -hmm. perfectly must up or not perfect must up waves, Mm -hmm. barely their makeup and maybe a hint of lip color. When you think of this look, you think of Brigitte Bardot, Jane Birkin. Mm -hmm. And in today's world, there's Violette, the the French YouTuber and the French Girl Organics line that blew Mm -hmm. up on Etsy and and now it's in department stores. Mm -hmm. It's about chasing that myth. Chasing that unicorn where you look amazing, but it looks like you didn't try. Yeah. You don't even own a mirror, basically. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the perception. And Caudalie is an all-natural skincare line available in stores and in spas. And they've just been growing so much over the last few years. The star ingredient is grapes. Mm -hmm. And it's from a a family-owned winery. It's Mathilde's family that owns a winery in the Bordeaux region. Mm -hmm. And we'll let her tell the story. But for context, 
best, what you should know is that the key ingredient is extracted from the seeds and the skin of grapes. Mm -hmm. It's a polyphenol called resveratrol, Mm -hmm. and it's an antioxidant more powerful than vitamin E, which is saying a lot. Significantly more Mm -hmm. powerful. Oh, yeah. So they know that, you know, that red wine a day is supposed to be great for heart health and Mm -hmm. great for your health overall. So the idea with Caudalie is that what's good for your insides is also great for your skin. Mm -hmm. And any beauty editor will tell you antioxidants are just hugely important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right up there with SPF. The thing with antioxidants is that they are the most effective defender against free radicals. And free radicals are what comes from the sun's UV rays and pollution. And they're what messes with your cells Mm -hmm. and causes them to, they can't function properly. And so it messes with your melanin. It also creates collagen, elastin. It like distorts your cells, the free radical damage, so Mm -hmm. that they act older than their age. And therefore, that's where you get wrinkles, you get dark spots, all of that stuff. So They're the enemy. Yeah. So antioxidants mm-hmm. were all about them. Mm-hmm. And Caudalie was the first skincare to use resveratrol back in 1995 mm-hmm. when they launched. Mm-hmm. And brands are still tapping it today, though. SkinCeuticals launched its uh, resveratrol BE formula a couple years back. Bite Beauty, you know, major makeup company. They have it in all of their lipsticks. The Caudalie range, their most iconic bestsellers include a radiance serum and a beauty elixir facial Mm -hmm. spray yeah they're still they're still the brand synonymous with resveratrol absolutely Mm -hmm. and they you know makeup artists have been using them since the inception of these products and Mm -hmm. you just get this really healthy beautiful glow because Mm -hmm. there's no parabens there's no phthalates there's no sulfates there's it's just really great for skin health and so how did these grape seeds go from being harvested for their family you know for this this line of all natural wines to a global business in skincare. We asked the co-founder, Mathilde Thomas, and she explained that it was all organic. My name is Mathilde Thomas. I created Caudalie Skincare and I live in Hong Kong. I grew up in France, in the middle of the French Alps, because my parents met in the French ski team. My parents were Olympic skiers. They put me on skis when I was two. It's a passion in the family. So I grew up in the town of Grenoble, Grenoble, mm-hmm. which is the capital of the French house. Mm-hmm. And I, I was living in a farm where we had a lot of uh, animals and we also had our own uh, vegetable gardens and we had a lot of uh, fruit trees. And my parents were workaholics, so I was mainly raised by my grandparents who would take me on hikes in the French Alps and teach me all the plants, how to recognize the plants, which one we could cook with. There are plenty of plants in the region. Well, with my grandparents, we would hike, not exactly in Grenoble, but uh, in what we call Les Alpes de Haute-Provence, which is a few hours down south. Mm -hmm. And there you're going to harvest your own thyme that you use in cooking. You're going to harvest um, oregano. Uh, of course, uh, wild parsley and uh, a lot of rosemary. Uh, my grandma would, um, she was funny, she would uh, take some uh, liquid honey and she would uh, rub it on my cheek and she said that uh, it would soothe the cheek and it was moisturized. It would moisturize, so she would always put a little bit of honey on the cheek. And then when I grew up, uh, my mother taught me that I should always clean my skin, that I should not go to bed with makeup on, and that I should moisturize every day, wear an antioxidant, Mm -hmm. and also um, wear an SPF. Mm -hmm. SPF is key. 
Mais tous ceux qui croient qu'il sait. Well, my parents had a sailboat, so we would go in the West Indies, and uh, there was a lot of sun, so she would tell me to protect. Mm -hmm. My skin, she would tell me, you have a sun capital and you shouldn't destroy it. If you sunburn, uh, the, 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 there's not that much that the skin can take. You have to protect your skin. Right. Then my parents changed life in 1990 and they settled in Bordeaux, in Chateau Smith-Lafitte. And they became passionate by winemaking. I was 18 when okay. my parents moved to the Bordeaux region. My parents do one of the, produce one of the top 20 Bordeaux wines and they make it in an organic way. So Smitho Lafitte is a place where men respect nature to produce one of the top French wine. And I think it inspired me in that way that Caudalie is not only super effective mm -hmm. and it's a problem solver line, but it's also highly natural like my parents produce their organic wine. Mm -hmm. And then it's very luxurious. Their place is so beautiful. My mom is obsessed with detail. So you'll see that the, the, the Smith Lafitte is so pure and so pretty. Mm -hmm. And at Caudalie, I try to, to do pretty, pretty things, yeah. pretty spa, pretty product, pretty boutiques. Caudalie um, is an analogic term used by winemaker, it's the length of measurement of the wine taste in the palate. Okay. The more Caudalie a wine has, the better it is. You count the Caudalie of the wine. Mm -hmm. You swallow your wine, you count the Caudalie of the wine. It's good if a wine has Caudalie, mm -hmm. because in real life you don't really count the Caudalie. You say this one has a lot of Caudalie or this wine has no Caudalie. The actual Caudalie line started back uh, in 1995, because two years Before, in 93, we met a doctor from the University of Pharmacy of Bordeaux in my family vineyard. Mm -hmm. We were doing a wine tour, and at the end of the tour, Professor Vercoteren, the main searcher of the group, uh, tried the wine, said it was really good, but he said, but you know, you're throwing away the most interesting part of the wine. And he was talking about the grape seeds. He told us that grape seeds contained the most powerful antioxidant created by nature mm -hmm. called polyphenols mm -hmm. that are 10,000 times more effective than vitamin E in mm -hmm. fighting free radicals. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine that the next day we were at the University of Pharmacy with my boyfriend. We partnered with him and uh, the rest is history. 17 years ago, 60 Minutes first examined the so-called French paradox which suggested that the French, despite a high-fat diet and high consumption of wine, had a remarkably low incidence of heart disease compared with Americans. Most researchers agreed that there was something in the wine that offered protection. And a few years later, even the highly cautious federal dietary guidelines say that moderate consumption of red wine can be beneficial. Now scientists across the country have identified a substance in red wine called resveratrol. Shout out to Morley Safer, RIP. He passed away last year. I think I'm probably one of the only people under the age of 40 that still watches 60 Minutes every week. It's still appointment TV for me. Under 60, I think, actually. <laughs> when, you, when you, like, chew on your Werther's and watch your <laughs> 60 Minutes. It's a fine Sunday night tradition. <laughs> anyway, Mathilde always goes back to this 60 Minutes story, and it was a Kickstarter to her brand. Resveratrol was just the biggest buzzword of the moment in the health and beauty world. That was the power of television 20 years yeah. ago. They mentioned an ingredient that's 
you know, a powerful anti-ager mm-hmm. and boom, it's in every news magazine. It's, it's on yeah. the tip of every health expert's tongue. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. writing articles about it. Oh, I can hear my Nana right now. Did you know a glass <laughs> of red wine? <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Can we just rewind for a second and go back to that honey story, though? That adorable honey story when her grandmother used to put it on her cheek. Yeah. Because funny enough, I just came from a facial. I have no makeup on right now. And it was from Provence Apothecary. The founder herself, Julie Clark, was the wizard on my skin. And guess what she used? What? On my face. What? straight honey oh my god pasteurized honey it was like not a honey mask nothing it was just honey did it feel sticky it was amazing it didn't feel sticky exactly she said she warms it up and I guess that makes it a bit melty and easier to move around Mm -hmm. but so I started asking her about it and she's like it's amazing it's her favorite ingredient oh wow apparently it has natural antimicrobial microbial properties it's rich in antioxidants and when she puts it on and warms it up she just kind of like plucks at my skin a little bit and it gives this like amazing sensorial effect and she said that when she goes to take it off um, she adds a little bit of water and like any sugar it turns into glycolic acid so it actually has an exfoliating effect Mm -hmm. it's firming it's tightening she's like do this the day before you go to an event but back to the story Mathilde's background in the wild of the wilds of France countryside, really mm-hmm. helped plant the seeds for her future company. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend Bertrand, so um, handsome. Yeah, she's it's her husband now. Mm-hmm. They co-founded the company together, and mm-hmm. like most companies, it started out very humbly before it became a huge success. We had the first cream in uh, September '95. So I sent them to 500 friends of my mother. I did a, a mailing, but a real mailing, not an emailing. There was no email at the time. I did direct mail to 500 of my mother friends, uh, telling them that I created my company and that those were the best product in the world. We also had one dietary supplement, so we had three references. And I think they, they basically all ordered it yeah. to be nice with me. <laughs> and from there, um, my husband started uh, visiting the pharmacy, mm-hmm. touring the pharmacy, because we wanted to distribute the product in pharmacy, mm-hmm. as Joseph Vercotteren was a searcher in pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So we started with Bordeaux because he was a pharmacist teacher there and he was well known. So my husband would knock on the door of pharmacy and open one and two and three. And then the pharmacist would say, hmm, I need someone to come in my pharmacy to sell the product. So I would go. And I would do sales. And then they would say, we need uh, you to be on TV because all those brands, they invest on TV. So I would call the journalist of a local TV channel to have uh, exposure. And we did have a lot because the story was, was fun because we were doing something else with the grapeseed. The number one bestseller around the world for Caudalie is the Vino Perfect Serum a radiant serum complexion correcting. It has a beautiful story. In my vineyard, in spring, the woman pruned the vine, for men and women, and the vine is leaking sap. And it was an ancient tradition to rub the sap on the face to erase freckles. We say that when the vine cries, woman's face smile. And so we studied the sap of the vine and we found this marvelous molecules, super effective, called viniferin, that is 62 times more effective than vitamin C to brighten, lighten, even the complexion. Mm-hmm. Much more effective than arbutin and then kojic acid, mm-hmm. and suitable for any skin type, even the most sensitive. And it became 
a bestseller. So it's a bestseller here because people use it for acne scar. It's really, uh, it really helps to remove acne scar. It's a bestseller in, in Europe because women like to use it underneath their sunscreen mm -hmm. to have a beautiful sunscreen with no brown spot. And it's a bestseller also for all pregnant women who get melasma. The Beauty Elixir is a bestseller here in North America. It was the recipe of the Queen Isabel of Hungary. And the legends say that uh, she had a lover 30 years old and she was because she was applying this lotion every morning, which was made of rosemary, mint, orange blossom, myrrh, benzoin, orange flower water. And the legend said that the King of Poland really wanted to marry her because of her beauty. Uh, I met this doctor who's the doctor of the celebrities in Paris. His name is Dr. Herzog. Well, I've been working with him since 96. And he told me uh, that I should look at this recipe that he was recreating with the L'Herboristerie du Palais Royal in Paris. And I felt in love with the scent and the story. So I codalized it with a grape extract. The makeup artist immediately loved the product. They, they thought that it was uh, fi fixing makeup, setting up makeup. Mm -hmm. So all the makeup artists have it in their purse and they spread celebrities, and that's how it started. So back in the day, Madonna was rumored to be a big fan, too. How did she get her hands on it? No idea. <laughs> Probably her makeup artist. I don't know. Or maybe she went in a French pharmacy and bought it. No, at the time, uh, we didn't know the importance mm -hmm. of celebrity, so mm -hmm. we were not, plus we had no money, we were not sending them right. products. So this is kind of funny. Remember back in our very first episode, Carlene, we talked to Margaret de Heinrich de Moravica yes. about their cult product, the Queen of Hungary Mist. It's ringing a bell, yes. The story there was that in the 14th century, the Queen of Hungary, Queen Isabel was her name, she would snag suitors thanks to this fountain of youth fragrance that she would wear. And it was the world's, or one of the world's first recorded perfumes, heavy on orange blossom. Mm-hmm. And Mathilde was also inspired by this ancient brew to create her cult classic, the Kojali Beauty Elixir. It's such a big bestseller that one is sold every 30 seconds around the world. That is like the beauty jackpot. Mm -hmm. When you can have a product that's selling once every 30 seconds. Yeah. That's what, you know. Just put your feet up. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. well, I think that's what everybody dreams of creating. Mm -hmm. I was on a press trip, I believe it was last year, in a tropical destination. And I was with about another dozen beauty editors. And for some reason, we were hung up in the security line or the check-in line. It was taking forever. And it was so hot. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, um, you know, after we'd been waiting like a half an hour, the beauty editor from Hello takes the Caudalie Beauty Elixir out of her purse. And she's going up and down the line, <laughs> spraying a very welcome spritz of Caudalie Beauty Elixir on everyone's face. Now that's a community. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And everyone was looking at us going, who are these girls? What yeah. are they doing? Some people have little KFC sanitizer packets in their purse and beauty editors have uh, elixir sprays. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, her, her love of fragrance started young. Her first job was at a cashier counter. She was a spritzer when she was 15. 
Yeah, and she has this really great affinity for fragrance. And when she was younger, her parents noticed that she she was quite good at nailing fragrances and being able to pick out ingredients. And mm-hmm. she tells this funny story of when her mom's friends would come over for dinner, she'd air kiss them and she'd be able to say, you're wearing Chanel number no. five, you're wearing Shalimar. And they'd mm-hmm. be kind of thinking, oh, did I put too much on? But she was just that good at picking out those fine fragrances. She has a great nose as perfumers would say. Yes, exactly. No surprise, because she probably has a great palette too, being from, you know, the wine industry. Yes. Mathilde's luxurious products, they they really do have this sort of 360 sensorial experience, and part of it has to do with the fragrances and the textures, and that's how she was able to parlay it into branded venotherapy spas. The flagship is in Bordeaux. Yes, and that's her personal favorite. I've seen pictures of editors who have visited there and they're riding around on bikes and it's this really beautiful centuries old winery and it's idyllic there's a hot spring there's a michelin starred restaurant mm-hmm. and i can just imagine having one of those what's the scrub called that like they the do? cabernet scrub yeah in one of those like old barrels yeah it's it sounds really amazing yeah. but since she's an expert in spa going we asked matilde you know does she have any pet peeves when it comes to attending the spa. What would drive me nuts was a esthetician facialist who would smoke. They would put some gloves, they would take some mint, brush their teeth, but my nose, uh, <laughs> I could smell it. So I would, I, know, that, I, I would hate that. That's not possible. Caudalie spas are quite well known now, of course. And the first one that opened in North America was at the Plaza. So it's, you know, quite fancy. In New York. In New York, yes. And that's where Mathilde actually met Jason Wu. And it led to a very cool collaboration they did a couple of years back. He designed a bottle of their beauty elixir. I remember writing about it. And we posted a photo from his runway it was beautiful black lace dress and that lace was the pattern that appears on the bottle it was a it was a kind of a nice collectible for one's vanity yeah and she still wears jason wu all the time to mm-hmm. this day mm-hmm. and i just want to pause for a second to take our listeners back to the location where we did this interview with yes, matilde face to face it was in this new concept spa on Madison Avenue called L'Appartement Caudalie, mm-hmm. and they've closed that Plaza Hotel location. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the concept for their spas going forward. And it is modeled after her own pied-à-terre mm-hmm. in Paris. Yeah, you even need to buzz up to the fourth floor to get in. So it's like this little secret. It's hard to get in and you might brush shoulders with, uh, you know, Coco Rocha was there later that day after the after Breaking Beauty was on the scene. But tell us the funny story about interviewing. (laughs) (laughs) Matilda, I'm going to out myself here. So have the facial first to experience the treatment rooms. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it actually was, I really feel like that private setting makes Mm -hmm. it so you you're so much more relaxed Mm -hmm. so I really think they're onto something here but I had the facial so by the time I sit down with Mathilde I have not a stitch of makeup on like I wouldn't even go out for brunch with no makeup (laughs) on like not even a BB cream Mm -hmm. and Mathilde is so put together and I have a giant zit on my face I'm talking like it's sticking out like an extra microphone oh my god and anyway I'm thinking about it the whole time that I'm talking to her but looking at it she's looking at it she's looking you in the eye 
<laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sure she probably didn't even notice that much, but if she did, she was very gracious about it. Well, good story. Good story. <laughs> Back to the original question. We asked Mathilde, where is she taking Caudalie next? We will have more boutiques. We already have 30, and we just started in 2012. We didn't have standalone boutique. I will probably make my boutique uh, have a more homey feeling like I have here because in my boutique you have the boutique and then you have treatment rooms in the back and a resting area I think I, I should design them more like uh, this apartment here it's my Parisian apartment so you have a chevron oak wood that's called point de Hongrie floor that's very French then you have a Louis the 16 chimney you'll have a Osmanian mirror and then uh, my house are always full of library. So I wanted uh, a lot of books and objects that I like mm -hmm. and fig trees uh, as I have in all of my apartments mm -hmm. and comfortable chairs. And I love the capo uh, chairs that we put because it's always the same style. For example, the Pele Bubble Light, it's an artist from Brooklyn. It looks like a grape cluster. We have the same one in the office. Those doors, we have the same one in all of our office around the world. Then those chairs, I live in that, in my office, at home. It's the things I like. Parisian women putting on their makeup are seemingly like ducks on a pond, gliding with ease. They make it look so effortless. What you don't see, of course, is the effort that went into that effortlessness, just as you don't see the duck's webbed feet furiously paddling around under the water. This is a passage from Mathilde's 2015 book, The French Beauty Solution, 250 pages of what she calls time-tested beauty secrets from our uber-chic sisters across the pond. So Mathilde now lives in Hong Kong because they are laser-focused on growing the business there. And she shared with us how inspired she's become by all of the Asian women's beauty rituals, particularly um, the innovations in Korea. And you can see this influence in their most recent launch, the Vino Perfect Concentrated Brightening Essence, which is really like an exfoliating essence. Yeah, so it's part of this new-ish category of waters that you apply before for your serum, but after you wash. Yeah. And I'm personally actually obsessed with waters in general. Yeah. I love ones from Shiseido. Clay de Peau is another like French meets Asian skincare line. Yeah. I really like the softening ones. But this one has a, a little bit of a different purpose. It is designed to exfoliate and apparently it also heightens the effectiveness of the radiant serum by yeah. like 20. Yeah, it makes um, sense because it has mm -hmm. AHAs in particular glycolic acid in mm -hmm. this product. Right. So it does make you more sun sensitive when you use yeah. it. Be careful because I made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, with an, any exfoliating product, you're getting rid of all that dead skin that sits on top. Mm -hmm. Therefore, any skincare you put on afterwards, serums, oils, yeah. that kind of thing, are going to be more effective. So this is really that East meets West mm -hmm. idea, you know, exfoliating away those dark spots, mm -hmm. but then also um, adding that glow to your skin. Mm -hmm. She says she's also obsessed with sheet masks, and it'll be interesting to see what she comes out with, you know, down the line. Well, I think it's so interesting that she's up rooted herself from that life in France and went and immersed herself in Asian culture yeah. to really grow the business. Yeah. And given that scenario, we asked her, since she's lived in France, New York, now Hong Kong, what has she learned about women's perception of beauty all around the world? The most interesting are Korean women. 
they are obsessed with beauty and with their skin. And mm -hmm. it's true that they have a baby skin, flawless. But Asian women, their skin is thicker. They produce more melanin and they have absolutely no wrinkles before menopause. So they don't need exactly the same product. So Korean women, not to answer your question, Korean women, totally beauty junkies, layer 18 products every morning and every night, do a lot of aesthetic surgery. Mm. Uh, French women, more laid back, but uh, they have a, a good knowledge of uh, what's good and what's not good for the skin. And they also know themselves really well to know how they should put their makeup and their hair. Mm -hmm. They know themselves quite well. And the American, they are all about quick fix and instant gratification. Uh, they want it all now. But for me, beauty is very global. It's not just putting makeup on your face and having a, a flawless skin. Beauty is uh, the hair, it's the style, it's a silhouette, it's the, the, the way you, you live. And I mean, if you're happy and well-balanced, it shows. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Beauty. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes. And get behind the scenes scoop, as well as our social media handles at breakingbeauty.ca.